0: What is up guys, it's David from Free Wine and Unleavened Bread. Before we get the show started today, um, just want to let you guys know how you can follow us, support us, see what we got going on because we got a lot of new stuff coming your way. Um, as always, follow us, Instagram, just type in Free Wine and Unleavened Bread, you should find us. Same thing with Facebook and YouTube, go subscribe to our page, like our videos, watch our videos, um, all of that. We do have a Patreon under Free Wine and Unleavened Bread. If you want to support the podcast, we're going to have new content on there pretty regularly for you guys. Um, Other than that, we have a new website we just put up. It's freewineunleavenbread.com. Freewineunleavenbread.com. Hit us up there to see what we got going on. Send us prayer requests, um, things of that nature. We're going to keep that updated weekly for you guys. And as always, thank you for your support. Um, Thank you for the time you spent listening to the podcast, and we all really appreciate it. Um, Yeah.
1: Enjoy the show. What's up, guys? This is Free Wine and Unleavened Bread. I'm Dalton Locke. I'm here with David Overstreet. Hey. Whitney Williamson. Hey. As she looks up from her phone, and Corianne Thorpe.
2: Hey, guys. Who
1: is fresh in Police Academy. Yes.
2: Very fresh. How's that going? Going well, but... Like I told them earlier, never ever get pepper sprayed, people. <laughs> it is the worst experience of my entire life.
0: Uh,
1: it's part of the pledge experience, right?
0: Yes. So, do you, do you like get physically sick, or is it just you just can't see? You for...
2: can't see, and it's like just fire in your eyes and on your face, and anywhere that that pepper spray touches is just fire. Man. Yeah, and it lasts for a long time. Mm. And then and then when you shower, it just reactivates and happens all over again. Oh, really? Oh. It does.
1: Is that because you're taking a hot shower mm-hmm. and it's opening up your pores?
2: Exactly. Yep.
1: So should you start with cold water next time?
2: I mean... Hopefully e- there
1: isn't e- a next time. Even, but. Oh, yeah. Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> even cold water, it, it activates it really? too. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's no escaping
0: it. Yeah. So sorry. I don't I'm even know how that. to respond to yeah. that. Like, <laughs> I think I've ever been through something as dramatic as that. Yeah, it was bad. That that's rough. Mm-hmm. Oh my oh. goodness. Man. So how's everyone doing? How's everyone's
1: week?
3: Doing great. Um,
1: really? yeah, my week was good. I um I'm dealing with heat exhaustion here lately. Oh my goodness. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. It's Work been has been, been so rough with the heat the past 3 weeks. It's been hard. Like, I am I am ready for a break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A I feel A long that. break. I feel that.
2: I thought of you yesterday. I was driving home and there was a FedEx driver in front of me and he went off of the shoulder of the road and, like, the whole truck almost tipped over. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm. I was like, I really hope that's not Dalton.
1: <laughs> yeah, it probably wasn't. I could see it. <laughs> I'm scared. I just <laughs> can't remember the last time that's happened to me. <laughs> so, Because <laughs> uh, yeah. it's never happened.
0: I associate every FedEx truck I see with Dalton. So, like, mm-hmm. there was that one... I told him about, I was going, you know, on the interstate on that ramp and we were headed down and the guy's trunk was open Mm. and there was a dolly just rolling around Mm -hmm. in the back. There was nothing else in the back. not the trunk, but his back door. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the back door, the entire back door was open and the dolly was like rolling around and it fell out (gasps) onto the interstate and I was like. I got the forest left
1: lane. Mm-hmm. He came home and he was just like, "That was you, wasn't it?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know every time I see a check, I'm like, "Is that Dalton?" It's
0: like I wanted to be him so bad. No. <laughs> All right, guys, I have a new, a new quick little game I want us to play. Ooh. Okay. It's called Jane Doe. Jane Doe. We uh have have samples. I have a couple samples for you guys today, and uh, I've pitched them down or I've pitched them up, so we can't really tell who it is. And uh, I'm going to play it, and I'm going to see if we can guess who it is. Okay. Ready? Here's the first one.
1: I'm guessing the options are us? Yes. Okay.
0: Sooner. Well, I might change that, but for now, just us.
1: Okay. Here's the first one. It
2: sounds like you're hawking a loogie. That's
1: who's, Whitney. Who's that's, that, that genie? Yeah, that's, right? that's Whitney. Whitney. She's saying it sounds like you're hawking a loogie, and that's only something Whitney would say.
3: I feel like that probably was me.
1: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, here, one Fanfare. One. One more. Here we go. Is got the big dad? The baguette and pizza? No, that
0: wasn't good. That's Whitney, too. What did that say? All right, let me go. Let's go again. Is got the big dad? The
3: baguette and pizza? No, that wasn't good. It sounded like something big dad and then pizza. I don't know, I know. what. I honestly, big
0: even at full speed, I don't know what this person is saying.
3: Then how do you know who said it?
1: Well, the voice well, is familiar, yeah. But, like you're just talking so fast, Whitney, that we can't figure out what you're saying. It sounds
2: like
3: you're the <laughs> 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 You Got the baguette, the baguette and pizza. No, that wasn't good.
1: But that—that's Whitney's mannerisms all the way. Yeah, totally true. So,
0: Whitney, who do you think it is? One more time. You got the baguette,
2: the baguette and pizza. No, that wasn't
3: good. <laughs> Talking about pizza though? David. I think it's David. Think it's David. Yeah.
0: I don't know why I just talked about myself in the third person. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I think
1: it's that guy. Corianne.
2: I think it's Dalton.
1: No, I can hear my laugh in the background.
2: That's true. There was a laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dalton. Uh, it's Whitney all the way. It's Corianne. Really? It's me. It's you.
3: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) See, totally not me. Do you have the original?
0: Um, not on On here.
3: What the heck was I saying?
2: We were
0: talking about um, wasn't pizza at all. It was something (laughs) like Italian or something. Okay. Um, here I'll play the next one too. Okay. See if you guys can guess. Mama, can you say some patches on my overalls?
3: Patches on the overall. Oh, sorry. What I'm sorry, what was the first half of that? Mama, can you say
2: some patches on the overall? Oh, that was me. <laughs>
0: that was Corianne too. So it was that and then immediately pizza?
2: Okay, I know I remember that one. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have two more that are just really easy. Or actually just one or yeah, two more that are super easy. You guys should be able to guess.
2: He's like, You hungry? <laughs> Dalton. He's like, you hungry.
1: Wait, no no, I think that's David.
3: Hungry?
2: He's like, you hungry.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, David.
2: That does seem like David. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then last one,
1: last one. It's probably me. <laughs> Can
2: you pause this? And cut that out? What? <laughs> Can you pause this and cut it out? I'm going to kill
3: Dalton. Can you pause this? End oh, that's Whitney out. saying, I'm
1: going to kill Dalton. Can you pause this and cut it out? <laughs> I want it I'm going to
2: tell Daddy. <laughs> I'm to kill Dalton. Can you pause this and cut that out? It sounds like you're talking <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's my new favorite game. Oh, my it. goodness. That, yeah, that's, that's great.
0: A, that's the first edition of uh, Jane Doe. I just wanted to throw that in there. I thought that was pretty funny.
1: Well, that's awesome. That was good. Uh, well, guys, we we um we got some stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, anybody we want to take a gander at what we're talking about? A gander, gander, <laughs> um, gluttony. I think we're talking about gluttony?
3: Oh, we are. Whoa,
1: hey, let's that? overindulge in the word. <laughs> True that. <laughs> Can you ever overindulge in God's word? No, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> no. No, that bread of life will not make you fat mm. actually actually i th- I take that back I take that back. There is such a thing as getting spiritually fat
2: mm-hmm. there is if you're not sharing
1: if you're not sharing if you're- if you're just taking it all in you're not really living it out mm-hmm. not exercising it hmm mm-hmm. totally you get spiritually fat yeah yeah gluttony mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, David. You're welcome. All right. I've got a verse that I'm going to read for us real quick. This is Romans 8, um, verses 5 through 6. Actually, let me scroll back up to it because I was reading further down a second ago. Here we are. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. (laughs) <laughs> it got really quiet. Apparently I was all right. I should have just kept going, but that's fine. Uh, no guys, what do, what do you think? Um just let's get some practical ideas and conversations going about the word gluttony and what it kind of is in our lives. Um, I think we obviously associate it with eating.
0: <laughs> and yeah. like I know a lot of people do. Um, but obviously it's not just that. It's anything that you can overindulge in. Um in your life that takes away from, from God. Um, for me, it would be like YouTube or screen time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I get like a little report at the end of the week that tells me my screen time, and I'm really kind of disappointed at how much YouTube is on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it could be stuff like that. It could be like a hobby that you're, you're overindulging in. Maybe like, you know, we'll talk about Sabbath eventually, but like, like a job or something that we're overindulging in. So it doesn't just have to pertain to one thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: For me, I think it's just being entertained. Like whether it's YouTube or TV or whatever it is. Like I have so much trouble just sitting still. Like I need to be like moving and doing something. Yeah. And so obviously in that you're not spending time with Jesus necessarily.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, for me it's sleep. Mm. <laughs> Like I love sleep and I would sleep all day if I could. (laughs) Sleep is amazing. Sleep
0: is is amazing.
3: I would say for me, it's, it's, it's a combination of like a few things. Um, If I'm not careful, I can't get in the habit of binge watching. And it's not that it's necessarily anything like bad, but just the amount of what I'm putting in of any one thing or um, making my schedule so busy that I don't have time to breathe. Mm-hmm. and then I'm like okay well I'm not able to get the most benefit out of what I'm doing because I'm doing too many things mm-hmm. and so I'm not able to be as intentional as I could if I had those times of like quiet time um, but one verse that I really loved in first Corinthians 6 12 it says I have the right to do anything you say but not everything is beneficial I have the right to do anything but I will not be mastered by anything and I think part of that having that balance and not having gluttony or allowing gluttony to hold a place, whether it's intentional or on accident is just not being mastered by anything, but learning to master and have that self-discipline over your flesh. Yeah. 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 And,
2: and as a famous saying goes, you are what you eat. So like metaphorically, whatever you feed yourself on, you become that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I want to add, to my overindulgences, I guess. Um definitely entertainment as well. Um working at my job, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And if I'm not careful, I'm not really taking in like I'm not discerning what I'm listening to. I'm just taking in more info and more info and more info. Because I listen to a lot of Christian podcasts. And so like, sometimes I feel guilty about that. I'm like, I need to, like, either just listen to the same one over and over so I, like, can really think about the points that they're making or just listen to my Bible app or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but one thing, one thought that I, one thought that I thought was interesting <laughs> um, was that as much as I value sleep, I also don't give myself enough of it. Like I'll lay in bed for a couple hours before I actually go to sleep, scrolling through my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I deprive myself of the sleep I need, and that's what makes me overindulge in sleep the next day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a cycle that I keep catching myself in. Um so guys, how would you say these overindulgences have been affecting you? Mm-hmm. As what as Corianne was saying, like what like, you become what you eat. Like, what is the YouTube doing to you? Like, how is it affecting your life? How is um, overscheduling yourself affecting your life?
2: I feel like a lot of it is it takes your mind off of what's truly important. So, when you're – like, for me, being entertained doesn't just mean, like, YouTube or whatever, but just, like, bowling or, like, just always having to have your focus on yourself and mm-hmm. that you're having fun or – You're being filled with just, I don't don't even know. But I think it just makes you very self-focused. That's what I've noticed about myself. I've become more selfish.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it kind of takes away personal connection. Um, I was, I can't remember where I was this past week, but I was like in a waiting situation or was in a room with a bunch of people. And um, everyone was like on their phone and I hate that so much but I was also doing it because mm-hmm. I think we have a tendency that when we get in uncomfortable situations out comes the phone out comes the YouTube and that comes that becomes a trigger for us yeah anytime we're in a situation we don't want to be in oh here
3: actually that's super valid like all yeah low-key I will do that at the gym like so I do those um sorry side note I do those kettlebell swings and I know that I don't do them accurate and I don't want anybody to say anything to me because they still do what i need them to do so if i see somebody coming to like my general direction i'll like get out my phone or go to a different station
0: this woman and her kettlebell swings i love it (laughs) so i stopped going with whitney because i just got so frustrated with her i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm just kidding
3: he's really not if they're doing what they're supposed to
0: do but yeah i think i think that's valid and you know yeah it just takes away from personal connection as far as the youtube example But um, anything can really do that. If you're taken too far in any direction, it not only takes you away from God, but it could take you away from community. It could take you away from, you know, all the good. And that's what the enemy wants to do. So it's important that we're mindful of that.
2: Yeah. There's one verse I really like, Proverbs 23, 2. And it says, When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee. So I really like that. So it's it's kind of not to say that we can't enjoy some of these things, you know. But anytime we start watching YouTube or start, you know, bowling with friends or going to a movie or whatever it may be, just be mindful, like, of how much importance or how much impact it's having on your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, the question kind of brings, to, comes to mind of, like, what if it's a good habit in your life that you're overindulging in? Is it still mm-hmm. gluttony or is it something that's, so what if it's a beneficial thing? Do you guys still think it's overindulging at that point? I, I would think, say so.
1: Yeah. 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 Because there's got to be a balance for like you, fo- not just focusing on yourself, but on others. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it it depends also on like what we're talking about. It's good for, is it good for the spirit? Is it good for the body? Um, because you know, things that are good for the spirit then that stuff that eventually it shouldn't just be about you. It should be you like spreading it to others. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's about the body, then it should be remembered that like, we're not taking our bodies with us. Mm -hmm. Like our bodies are going to be transfigured (laughs) when we get to glory. Um, so like what we do here on earth, like, yes, it matters, but we shouldn't make it an idol.
2: Yeah. Kind of thing. Like ask yourself, what is the eternal significance of this? Right. Yeah.
3: I think it goes back to the the theme scripture for this, the Romans eight that you had quoted, and it, it's talking about those who live according to the flesh, the body and soul, have their minds set on that, but those who live according to the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. And so even in serving God and like, we're going to get to that in our next episode, but talking about the Sabbath and being intentional about your day of rest mm-hmm. and not just having that as a day to catch up on your household things, but that mm-hmm. that day of resting and communing with him. Um, it, there needs to be balance pretty much in every area of our life because when one thing gets out of balance, it'll try to lead. Yeah. So it goes back to that, the difference in the flesh and the spirit and which one you feed the most is which one's going to lead.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. It'll either lead by Fear or it'll lead by pride. Think so. You like you pride yourself that you're getting this thing done, and then you, you, um, neglect other things, or it'll lead by fear because you're stressed about it, and you're not getting it done, kind of thing. Um, but uh, we we Whitney and I like made a point that we wanted to share is that like you're going to be unsatisfied in one area and overcompensating in another. And that's kind of what I was talking about with, like, the sleep. Like, I, I'm i un, I'm unsatisfied with my day, and so, like, I don't want to go to sleep yet. And so I overcompensate with entertainment before I go to sleep. And then I don't get enough of sleep. And the next day, I overcompensate by sleeping too much kind of thing.
3: I think that... Um... So in order to have self-discipline and to have control over what can become gluttony to you, you have to ask yourself, when is just enough enough? Like for instance, like with, I know that we referred to eating. Mm -hmm. Why do we eat until we're overly full? Why not eat until we're satisfied and put the rest to the side? Mm -hmm. Like whenever, um, in, in the Bible, when it talks about God provided for them and manna rained down from heaven and he told them, just collect what you need for today. Don't store up stuff for yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that, whenever you're exercising your body and you're disciplining your body, when's enough enough? Mm -hmm. When is it you're just trying to be healthy, you're not trying to overkill it and overcompensate to hide an insecurity you have? And it's not always a negative connotation like that, but a lot of times when we overindulge like that, it's to distract ourselves Mm -hmm. because we're not being intentional about making sure that we're taking the time to balance out our lives and give areas that need attention the right attention. And that doesn't mean you can't do what you enjoy. That doesn't mean you can't eat, that you can't go work out, that you can't still participate and do those things that you enjoy. But how much, it's more so how much you're really putting in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's the motive behind it? I would bring, honestly, gluttony back to the motive of it. You know what I mean? And it's a lot of self-evaluation and finding out, what is the reason I'm doing this? Is this because I don't feel good about myself? Am I you know, overdoing this because of that? Or am I doing this because I want to live a healthy lifestyle? Yeah. And not making excuses with it so you can overindulge, but just being like, okay, I did, I didn't spend all my time at the gym. I spent time investing in people, but I did spend some time at the gym and I'm taking care of my body. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Just uh, like, I can attest to that. Like that literally (laughs) has been the past five years for me. It's like when I started going to the gym, it was for the wrong reasons. And then I kind of had to look at it and say, okay, I just want to be healthy and I want to teach myself discipline
3: mm-hmm.
0: and that's what has become for me it gets to where like you know I have a goal for how much I want to do and if you know it was I was doing all of that and I was still I was so tired and it was too much and so now it's like I get that goal and sometimes I underachieve on it and but I don't feel bad about it because I know that attention isn't like the, that area where I was putting all that energy, I'm putting into something more important. Yeah. That's Nine good. times out of 10. So, you know, th- there is a balance there. It's all kind of <clears throat> about how you approach things in your mind. But, um, you know, even that kind of stuff that can be good for you can, you know, be for the wrong reasons and pollute kind of your um,
1: your outlook on it. Yeah. So. Um, so one question I wanted to ask you guys and one point I wanted to make was, uh, gluttony is a symptom of a deeper issue. Excuse me. Gluttony is a system of a deeper issue. System. Mm-hmm. Sim- Did I say system? You said yeah. system. Gluttony is a symptom of a deeper issue. Um, so I want you to ask yourselves, and I'm talking to listeners too, uh, why is it that you overindulge in something? Like what is it that you're trying to fulfill? What's that hole? Um You know, David, you're thinking about YouTube probably, and Whitney, she's thinking about her schedule, and Corianne. I forgot what you said. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) Just, like, being entertained. Being entertained. Having
1: fun. Having fun, yeah. Um, Like, Whitney, I would suggest that probably what you're trying to fulfill is that, like, you feel like you're not doing enough, and so you're trying to do as much as you can throughout the week. Could be totally wrong, but I just, like, that's the kind of conversation I'm starting to I'm trying to start.
3: Yeah. No, I definitely do. So I put so many things on my schedule plate, not my actual food plate, although I've done that too. Um and then like I said, I'll show up and not be able to give 110% or give my best or give my intentionality or have taken the time to pray over to the places that I know that I'm going to be throughout my week because I've signed up for so many things. And so um Man, and it's not that I feel like I need to be everything to everyone, but I do deal with a lot of self-guilt if I don't feel like I meet my minimal requirements and what's required of me. But sometimes it's not even required of me. I just think that it is. And so I assign things to myself that were never really necessarily put on me because I do want to be able to do more. Mm -hmm. But sometimes serving God your best doesn't look like doing a bunch of more tasks. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it looks like doing that one thing that you do really well and that he designed you to do and and owning that and focusing on that and giving that your your, you know,
0: quality over quantity type deal.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And so I've been honestly listening to a lot of leadership podcasts by John Maxwell and just talking about the focus and the power behind um, focused thinking and how in his mornings he has four hours of the day that he doesn't make morning plans with people. He blocks that off and he protects that time because that's whenever his mind is the most available to like, it's most creative. Ti- and- yes. Spend time with the Lord, like do what he needs to do. So his appointments are always in the afternoon mm-hmm. and he's able to give people his intentionality and see that they matter because he's taking that time aside to block off. That's not just available to everyone. And I feel like I make, any free time I have available to whoever asks first, because I do love people and I want to to be around them, see them succeed and invest in them. But sometimes it, it is too much without yeah. any rest. It, it will burn you out.
1: Yeah. I'd say for me, um, you know, it, it's because I'm working so late most days. You know, at Friday night I worked from seven to nine. And I didn't have any time during that day to do anything that I needed to get done. And so, what did I do? I just, like, I procrastinated my own, like, sleep. Um, and then it, it's just a never-ending cycle kind of thing. Because like, then I'm unsatisfied in another area. Mm-hmm. And so, it's like, I, I'm really trying to figure out this work-life balance with my job that I have. um. But uh,
3: and disclaimer: we just want to be one hundred and ten percent honest with you guys, like our listeners, um, about where we're at and where we're growing. And later on down the road, we hope to come back to some topics and be able to share with you guys like what we did to learn to manage our time, to not overindulge, to to really get on the right track and stay stay in the place that we know that we're supposed to be with that. Um, yeah. but yeah, just moments of vulnerability. Yeah. yeah, that's how you grow.
1: I know. Recently, sorry, Dalton. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that's a good point that Winnie brought up. Is there anything that any yeah, – I can't talk. <laughs> is there anything that y'all have been able to do or are doing that is helping you to fight off, like, a gluttonous heart?
2: I think – so kind of going back to the first thing. For me, I have, like, this – like, we all know life is short, you know? And I feel like I just have this, like, FOMO kind of thing in me where it's, like, I want to enjoy the most out of life that I can. Yeah. And we're not promised to have like a fun life. Like obviously life as a Christian, it's great. Like, you know, it's great, you know, it's fun. But I just like, I want to always have fun, like all the time. And so for me, and I'm sure for most, really changing, renewing your mind is what causes that change. And like, even though you don't feel like reading the Bible because it's not quote unquote fun, you have to force yourself. Like you have to have discipline.
0: Yeah. I think um, discipline doesn't, I mean, Dalton, you would ask how you kind of fend off a gluttonous heart like that. I think part of the way is having the discipline to say no as well um, to things. Like for me, it's like whenever my boss needed me, I would be like, yeah, sure. Like I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll come in for you even on my day off. Like I'll, you know, I had, this full day, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to come in for you and I'm going to work there all day long. And you know, but when God's probably like, why don't you spend time with me? Like, why do you, Mm -hmm. why is it that every opportunity to make money comes along? You're always saying yes. Like it kind of goes back to not trusting the Lord kind of for me. Like that's something I'm working on. Like I don't want to be financially unstable, like for long periods of time. And so I just like, try so hard I like kind of overdo myself with work and just with other things and it's just not trusting the Lord so I think one way to combat a gluttonous heart is just to trust the Lord that he's enough and that these other things that you're putting all your time in like if you're budgeting time for the Lord there's a good chance that the time you're taking away from those things are going to go to the Lord
1: yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely um I've got a couple quotes that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, this first one is by Philip Tanner. Uh, Christian self-control is multifaceted. It involves both control over one's behavior, but more importantly, the impulses and emotions beneath it. Mm. Um, which kind of goes hand in hand with what you are just talking about, like the, the the spiritual discipline and realizing that it's not just the external behavior, it's the internal behavior. Yeah. Um, Another one by John Cassie is, gluttony is eating what we know will kill us, whether all at once or bit by bit.
3: Mm. That's that's very accurate. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that's good. I mean, that's a good quote. That's not a good habit. Yeah, It's
1: <laughs> yeah. really good. I love that. Uh, and then the last one is C.S. Lewis said that there there is gluttony in delicacy, not just excess. Uh, and to kind of like elaborate on that one, um, somebody said that um, – we can sometimes be really picky eaters mm-hmm. and not take what is offered to us because it's not exactly what we want.
2: Ooh, yeah, that's good. That is good. Yeah. It's like, would you rather kind of speaking for me? It's like, would you rather have fun or have the peace of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, like spending time with Jesus and being in this word and talking to him, it will give you peace. And like, there's nothing that compares to that peace. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially
1: when it's that's that piece unspeakable. Yes, like
3: it's the best thing imaginable.
1: What were you going to say, Whitney?
3: I was just going to share this verse um, that um, in Ezekiel that has to do with it. I really like how Ezekiel puts it in 1649. It says, now this was the sin of your sister, Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed and underconcerned. They did not help the poor and the needy. And I was like, when I read that, I was like, oh my goodness, that's honestly a lot of us, we're overfed with whatever we want to feed on, mm-hmm. spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and we're underconcerned and we don't care. Yeah. Like I just want to encourage our listeners to take that time to self-evaluate and just be intentional about finding that balance that you need. Um
1: Yeah. It, you reading that, this came to mind. Um, and I'm gonna kind of shoehorn it in, but um, you know, we we grew up hearing the story around Sodom and Gomorrah, and how it was destroyed because of their homosexual sin. But what did it just say
3: and it about talks Sodom?
1: About,
3: it said this was the sin of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, and underconcerned. They did not help the poor and the needy.
1: And like you said, this is that that is our country of America right now. Um, but what, what are we focusing on? We're focusing on the LGBTQ, at least most of the churches. They're like, Oh, that they're going to hell and all this stuff. It's like, you're, you're focusing on the outward appearance. Let's focus on the inward appearance and see who's really in more danger here. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, it, it's like Jesus came first for the Jews, but then for the Gentiles, when the Jews rejected him, and so he like he comes for the lowly, he comes for the last. And so it's like, I just think that like if Jesus came today, he wouldn't like come to what we call what he wouldn't come to church culture. He would go to those who are who are helpless.
3: Yeah, that's good. That's right.
1: So we we got to be mindful of that. Um, but we are almost out of time. One last question. Um, that I want to throw at us is how has gluttony manifested itself in our cult churcher? What? <laughs> Bruh.
3: Let's talk about carpet colors and <laughs> wall paint, and Lord forbid between contemporary oh, and hymnal. I'm
1: gonna try that again. Oh my God, how has gluttony manifested itself in our culture of church today?
3: Uh, it's all of those things. It's it's the need to create a manufactured experience Mm. that comes as close to the time that you felt like you experienced God. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about songs that have to do with what God can do for us instead of us singing songs of praises to him and who he is and why he's worthy to be praised and why we're there for him. Mm -hmm. And it's more about us expecting God to show up for us than us showing up for him. Yeah. Straight Mm -hmm. up 110%. Like I'm not going to say every single person at every church, but that is definitely how gluttony gets in. Um, just what I said a minute ago, people argue over things that are not eternal, like carpet color, and they will leave a church over it. Yeah. Like if, if that's the heart of the church, man, we, we have some re- real issues. And I just think about that verse that talked to, the, oh my gosh, I forgot my English. You're rubbing <laughs> off on me, Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just think about whenever it was talking about the righteous man and the sinner and he looked down at the center and he said lord i thank you that i do all this stuff right and i'm not like that sinner over there and you know da, da da um and the sinner is like man i'm not even worthy and he rips his shirt and he has humility and that's the person the one that has humility that says man and it's not that that person like thought that they were just a dog but they knew they knew you know they're like man i'm i'm not worthy i need jesus It wasn't the person that was righteous and did everything. And he's like, I go to the temple and pray this many times. It's not that person. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what you said. And that is so powerful. My goodness, that's anointed. The fact that if Jesus would like here in the flesh right now, if it had been our time period, that it wouldn't be these contemporary, just whatever worship sets where our hearts are fixated on us. He would be going to the people that aren't seen, that don't know him, that that need healing, that need someone to see them and to love them. He would be going to those people that don't think they're worthy to be noticed. And yeah. that is where the heart of God is. Yeah. And if we miss that as the church, we're not doing our part.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys... Um So glad that we could come together and talk about gluttony this week. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking about the Sabbath um, and how we can observe that and honor God on the Sabbath and also honor ourselves. Uh, So, guys, we will see you next week on the Sabbath. Hey, this is Free Wine and Unleavened Bread.